Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Anxiety. So for this episode we're going to be talking money matters and information and top tips for students. Hi my name is Isabel Briggs, I am the Project Officer for Financial Capability and Student Success here at NTU. Um, so my job entails running money management workshops and promoting um, money well-being amongst our students. Great stuff. So let's dive into the questions and welcome. So new academic year comes around really quickly and um, new students moving into new accommodation for the first time, meeting friends in a new city, might be a new country. Um, I suppose for students, have you got kind of top tips that you can draw on in terms of regarding and, and looking after the finances? Yeah, so um, I guess for new students and for returning students, something really important to consider at this time of the academic year is making your money last, um, especially if you're getting a student loan. Um, term one does seem to drag on the most out of any term and there's lots of unexpected expenses that you might not anticipate. Um, so I think it's just thinking about a bit more of the longer term. Um, I appreciate when it's your first time coming to university, you might be keen to buy stuff for your flats, you might be told to buy a load of books for your course, you might want to get a new laptop. But in, as all those things are important, it's important to think, you know, when will I get my next installment of my student loan? When will I next be having some money coming in? And can I just make that money last instead of getting everything up front and then regretting it later? Um, I guess some other tips I'd have would be checking your funding. So um, no matter what your funding is, just make sure you're getting what you're entitled to. Um, the Student Financial Support Service can help you with this. Um, so for example, you might want to see if there's any bursaries you're eligible for and make sure they're ready to go. Um, also things like making sure you've got enough maintenance loans. So um, if you are getting a maintenance loan through Student Finance England and your household income has dropped by 15% or more. Um, since the assessment was done, you might be eligible for more if you're not already getting the maximum. So just checking out things like that and making sure at the start of the year when you've perhaps got a little bit more time, making sure all your funding's in place and ready to go. Um, and thirdly, I guess one optimistic thing to do would be thinking long term. So, you know, what will you be doing at the end of the academic year? If you're a first year, you might be going into your second year. Um, you might want to save some money to do something in the summer. Um, likewise, if you're in your final year and you know you're going to be graduating, perhaps wanting to stay in Nottingham, maybe renting somewhere or moving across the country for a job, you know, thinking about those long term goals and kind of bearing them in mind with things to save for. Cool. Lots of good tips there. So start of a new term, I suppose, is there's an opportunity where you could go out every night if you wanted to, <laughs> obviously exploring the city and the shops and because Nottingham is a vibrant city and there's lots of opportunities to, to shop as much as you want, really. So I suppose it's quite easy to go overboard in the next, in the first couple of months. Yeah. What advice have you got regarding kind of not going overboard and, and spending too much? Um, I can definitely talk about when it comes to shopping. So, um, you know, make sure you're signed up to student discounts. Um, I appreciate that not every student discount platform is made equal. So you've got different ones like Unidays, Totem, Student Beans, just to name a few. Um, just bear in mind that on some of these platforms, the discounts won't be the same. So one shop might have a discount on Student Beans, which isn't on Unidays and vice versa. So make sure you're signed up to a few of them. Never be embarrassed to ask about a student discount in Nottingham City. Um, I guarantee 
in that shop someone has already asked that day if they do student discount um, and the worst thing they're going to say is just say no sorry we don't do that um, but that might be something they want to do in the future um, so always ask um, never be embarrassed to ask it's, it's totally normal and cool um, but one thing to bear in mind I guess with discounts and deals um, lots of companies will be throwing them at you um, in your first term of uni but remember it is a business at the end of the day they are trying to get you to spend money um, and just because it's a deal it doesn't mean you need to buy more or buy something you don't need. Good stuff I like that definitely but th there is a tendency to kind of away from your parents from the first time it's like well let's go let's go for it and you can kind yeah. of over overlook your finances can't you and then um yeah before you know it you you're kind of scratching around so in terms of you touched on this a little bit in terms of student finance if, if students are still waiting for their money to come in is there any support that student support could provide yeah so um in student support we have the student financial support team um so we've got the frontline team who answer calls and emails and can help you with any um student finance queries that you might have um if you've got something a bit more complex so if you maybe took a year out and you're trying to apply for some extra funding um, we have our money advice team who you can have a one-to-one -one appointment with um but i guess in terms of making sure your student finance is ready um just a couple of points so Firstly, make sure you've actually applied. Um, some people forget that you have to apply for your second and third and fourth year, et cetera, of university, um, and they forget to do that. Um, once you've applied, make sure that on your student finance status, it says, I believe it says awaiting payment when the money's ready to go into your account on the payment date. And um, make sure that things like you're fully enrolled with NTU and you've activated your student card, and that should hopefully mean everything goes through without a hitch. Great stuff. So I suppose with the student finance, accommodation money's come out straight away. So um, and some accommodation is is quite expensive from what I've what I've found. So and if students are kind of left with not much money, um, is there any opportunities where they can make any extra money, like work experience and things like that? Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm all for getting a part-time job at university. When I was at university, I did loads of part-time jobs, loads of summer jobs, and I genuinely think it helped my employability, um, both in getting a placement and after university. Um, a lot of the jobs I got were through Unitemp, so that was kind of the first experience I'd have had perhaps of an office environment, um, and that helped me get, you know, future kind of corporate style jobs, um, which was really valuable, um, and also the, the pay was pretty good as well. Um, but yeah, it's Part-time jobs are probably the best way. Um, again, just making sure you're getting what you're entitled to at the start of the year. Um, you know, you don't want to have to commit yourself to too much work that it detracts from your studies. So, mm. you know, if there is a bursary and offer, you know, take it. Um, and at the end of the day, if you feel like your ends aren't meeting, um, there are some hardship funds that the university offers. Um, they won't be open just yet. They usually open a little bit later in the year. But if you are in genuine financial hardship, um, definitely reach out to the financial support service and we'll see what we can do. Good. So I suppose it's the same with whether it's mental health or whatever. If they're in a bit of a pickle, then just reaching out for support can, can definitely help, can't it? Other than just worrying about it and not doing anything about it. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's the earlier, the better, really. You know, if if you think something's going wrong financially, don't bury your head in the sand. You know, if bills are piling up and you're struggling, 
you know it's it's much easier to sort these things at the start instead of when they mm. kind of snowball into something bigger so yeah definitely reach out as soon as you you know you've got a concern and hopefully we can help you as and put a stop to it as soon as possible good stuff and international students i know they pay as they go and they they pay considerably more as well is there any advice that you've got with money management money management sorry for for international students and some and I suppose advice on our UK currency because that's something they've got to get used to as well. Yeah, um, definitely. So um, obviously, when you come to the UK, um, you should be able to open up a UK bank account. Um, so I'd I'd get on and do that just so you're not paying any perhaps currency conversion fees and when you're buying stuff in the shops um, with your cards from perhaps your home country. Um, once that's set up, um, you'll usually have access to contactless payments. That's probably the majority how the majority of people make payments in the UK now. Um, because of COVID, people prefer to do things contactless and we don't handle a lot of cash. So as soon as you can get something like that set up um, or something like Apple Pay or Google Pay, the better. Because um, it makes your life a lot easier. Um, in terms of managing your money as an international student, I think a few key things are just making sure that you get to know kind of the businesses and the shops in the UK. So place, you know, knowing which supermarket is cheap nearby um, can make a huge difference. Groceries are probably the second biggest expense for a student behind rent. And I guess just being aware of things like scams and fraud. Unfortunately, students are often a victim and a target of scams and fraud and just being a bit more aware um, and on your toes just to avoid stuff like that as well. Funny you should say that we we linked with Nottingham to police and they did a podcast on um, internet fraud and and money mules really interesting it kind of mm. made me think about passwords and and what not to click and things like that just be aware of it's it's just a minefield yeah and it's it's totally the same thing like don't bury your head in the sand you know if you know all your passwords yeah. are the same or you know if you're not sure if someone's legit when they're calling just you know don't be afraid to hang up and, and call back your bank or something and just verify that it's real before you you do anything good so money management we've touched on this a little bit never my strong point when i were at university <laughs> um is there any resources or top tips um that students can kind of reach out to yeah, um, so a resource that we have at NTU is Black Bullion. Um, so NTU as an institution subscribe to Black Bullion. Um, so that means that all of our students can access Black Bullion for free. Um, what is Black Bullion? <laughs> you might be asking. So Black Bullion is our online kind of financial education platform. Um, so the way I kind of put it is Black Bullion is everything you wish you'd learnt about money at school, but you didn't. <laughs> So, you know, that covers things like how a credit score works, credit, debt, um, how your student finance might work, how repaying student loan works, um, setting up a UK bank account for international students, um, loads of stuff, budgeting. Um, that's a really, really good resource to check out and, um, you know, really short courses that can explain things, you know, in a way that's tailored to students. Um, some other top tips are that we run money management workshops. So we have our Money Matters workshops. And at the start of term, we also run Money Ready for NTU workshops, um, which you can sign up to on Student Hub and come along to. Anything else that you can think of around helping the money last longer? 
Um, yeah, so a lot of students like to open up a savings account um, and then transfer, basically work out how many weeks there are, you know, for that student loan to last or that money from parents, sponsorship, you know, money that you've saved. Work out how many weeks you need to keep use that money over and then divide that up and just transfer yourself, um, you know, your budget for that week each week. You can even automate this if you set up a standing order on your bank account. Um, that's a really good way to keep you on track. Um, I know some people like to take cash on a night out and stop them, you know, getting too happy tappy with their contactless card. Um, that's another option. Um, if you don't think that, you know, when you've had a couple of drinks, you can keep control of your your contactless card. But yeah, those, those are some good ones. Um, definitely just be a bit more aware of your of your spending um i think you know when you just before you click buy just be a bit more intuitive and ref, you know reflect before you click that purchase button because it can be so easy to buy stuff online these days that you know it's so easy to buy stuff but it's not so easy to make the money back um so just think you know when you're buying something do you really need it um and have you checked if it's you know for example cheaper elsewhere and you know you can still get the same thing but for less money that's that's just brought me attention to things like Klarna and and what do you think to Monza cards as well? Um, so obviously Klarna is a slightly different thing to Monzo. Um, Monzo can be good. Um, obviously it's it's just another way of banking. Um, just it's all virtual. Um, issue of a couple of those um, online banks. I don't know which one in particular, but some will actually you know charge you to deposit money or to withdraw money. Um, so it's just worth, you know, looking out for stuff like that, that, that might cause issues um, if that's something you do regularly. Perhaps if you work in a pub and they, they pay you in cash and, you know, they're charging you to deposit your money or there's not somewhere local where you can do that. You know, an online bank might not be great for that, um, but they definitely have their perks. They've got lots of kind of fintech stuff in there to, to break down your spending. But lots of the high street banks are starting to do that as well. Um, but yeah. Monzo is 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 an example of of one of those online banks, but there are lots, um, and I wouldn't ever <laughs> endorse one particular one. But you know, if, if you think that's going to help you manage your money better, um, you know, that's it, it's worth a go. Um, talking about like buy now, pay later, is that something you mentioned? Yeah, I suppose it's quite easy to to kind of go overboard, knowing that you can break down the payments or pay like thirty days later. Yes, um, I would personally, I avoid those things at all costs. Um, my ethos um which might not go along with a lot of other people is if you can't afford it don't buy it mm-hmm. um you know there are some perks to those services so perhaps if you need to get a laptop at the start of term um and you can't drop all that money up front you know it might be a sensible thing to do um but you know for things that you don't need like clothes um or excessive amounts of clothes or you know 90% of people using these services use it for clothes, things like ASOS. You know, just just think, do you really need it? And if you can't afford it, you know, it's obviously not a priority. Um, I wouldn't use those services at the moment. Um, you know, I'm not entirely sure if they do affect your credit rating, but um, if you defaulted on these payments, they might do. So, you know, it's just thinking about the longer term, you know, is is having a pair of jeans today going to cause you issues further along the line? It's really good that I'm going to be careful with that because it's I, I do buy things from there, but it's quite easy to 
to buy three or four things and then you you're right up to your limit every month of paying Klarna so yeah you easily fall into the trap can't you yeah it's it's dangerous and I've even seen it in in real shops now it's not just online I think I think it's shoe they they're now doing it as well so Mm -hmm. it's it's really hard to kind of stay away from that temptation to pay it in free installments but you know you'll probably enjoy paying the first installment because I don't know it's it's a third off in your head but then when you get when you get around to paying the last one you think oh why did I do this like I should have just paid for it up front and yeah. if you have got the money to pay for it up front, why wouldn't you? Yeah, because I downloaded the app and it was just it was just too tempting, really, because it's just like there's loads of stuff there that you can choose from. And then you start thinking about, well, what do I need? <laughs> what do I want type of thing? I don't really need it. So, yeah, they, they are dangerous. But, you know, it's at the end of the day, you're, you're borrowing money. Um, you know, you're still going to pay it. And I think, you know, in the future, these things are just going to become more regulated, you know, like credit cards. Um, it's essentially that it's just not got the same interest rate attached to it yet. But yeah. that's how they get you hooked. And I wouldn't be surprised in the future if there are kind of repercussions for your credit score and they start charging quite a bit of interest on stuff like this. Yeah, I remember a friend telling me with a credit card, it's not your money. So just say <laughs> and that, that really stuck with me. With, with credit cards because that yeah. can be that can but be there dangerous. are some things that you know having a credit score is is essential if you want to get a mortgage so mm. um you know that's another point you know people can be really scared of credit they've seen parents you know be in debt struggle, struggling with credit cards you know students who are three thousand pounds into the overdraft by the time they finish university um and you know that's that's the bad side but there is such thing as you know people talk about good debt you know things like mortgages things where perhaps they save you money in long in the long run instead of renting and it's it's just thinking about those long-term things you know if you do never get a credit card and you avoid credit like the plague you know you might really struggle to get a mortgage but then again if you do get a credit card and you misuse it um there's no chance a mortgage provider is gonna (laughs) offer you one so it's kind of a balance of you know learning to live with credit um especially you know for a lot of people in the uk it it is a means to to getting things like a mortgage um but but being wise with it and if you know my advice is if you don't if you don't trust yourself with a credit card and you know you can't be wise of it um just wait a couple of years and and reassess at that point whether you think you're mature enough to to you know manage one without you know being in debt yeah, because credit cards they they're quite crafty because they don't they don't put a limit for around two hundred pounds. It's like it's thousands, isn't it? And that's the minimum limit you've got. And then they just keep increasing it, don't they? Yeah, so, yeah, naughty. it's it's cheeky. But you know, when you want a good credit score, for example, um, I believe you want to be with you like you want to use about thirty percent of that limit and pay it off every month. So even if they've got that huge limit, you even if you wanted to build up your credit score, you you wouldn't use that much. Mm. Cool. So if students, we you touched on the hardship funds, and if students do need that support, that they are in hardship, what? How does that work, and what's the advice for students accessing that? Um. Yep. Yeah, so um. So if you reach out to our student financial support team, um, they should be able to tell you a bit more about the hardship fund. Um. So the hardship fund at the moment, there aren't any hardship funds open. Um. They usually open about October, November, December time. 
Um, obviously, at the start of term, we'd hope that students have enough money um, just because they've, you know, <laughs> just got their student loan or perhaps they've just arrived in the UK. So, you know, the the hardship fund usually doesn't come into action until a bit later in, in the academic year. Uh, but it is really for those in genuine financial hardship, those that, you know, their student loan doesn't cover their expenses. Um, and it's it's not something that you want to rely on. Um, it's 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 there as a last resort, but it, it's definitely there for our students. Um, last year, we had the International Stu International Hardship Fund, which gave very limited amounts of money to international students. We had the Undergraduate Hardship Fund, and then we had um, Postgraduate Hardship Fund. But um, it's just bearing in mind that, you know, these things are here, but it is a last resort. And, you know, while you're doing your exams, you know, applying for a hardship can be quite a lengthy process so you know if you don't have to um it will probably save you a lot of uh, time if you don't um but it's it's there for people that, that really really need it and it's important that it's there to offer that support to the students mm, that is that is really good and so i suppose some students don't know whether it's there do they so yeah and it's it's not you know you don't want to suffer in silence you know if you mm. know that your money's not going to last the whole year um, and you've tried everything you can you've cut down your expenses you've made sure that you know you're not spending unnecessarily and you know at this point in the year you're going to struggle talk to one of the money advisors there might be some you know bursary scholarship that you might be eligible for that you don't know anything about it might be that you can actually claim things like universal credit alongside your um <laughs> your your studies so you know don't let it get to the point where you need to apply for the hardship fund you know think a bit more about the long term as i mentioned at the start um and you know try and anticipate these things and, and get them sorted early on because that will prevent you from having a lot of stress later in the year perhaps when you've got exams and coursework and deadlines ready um you know just just have a bit more long-term planning don't bury your head in the sand and hopefully you know it will work out a bit better <laughs> and i suppose it links in with hardship if students are struggling we know that kind of money can affect a student's mental health and mm. sometimes it can start to deteriorate in terms of worrying about the money and things like that what kind of tips would you give in terms of trying just being aware of kind of mental health and how money can affect that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a huge link between money and mental health. Um, unfortunately, you know, not everyone has a great time financially. Um, and, it, you know, there's a huge amount of stress that comes along with, you know, being in debt, not knowing, you know, how to survive, um, perhaps not knowing, you know, how to make ends meet. Um, I guess my advice would be, you know, never be afraid to reach out for help. Um, you know, just like if you're having a problem with your mental health, you know, there are professionals in finance that are there to help you. Um, if you don't want to go to university, um, you can always go to the um, NTSU Information Advice Centre. Um, they're there to talk about money as well. Um, we've also got, you know, thing you've got things they available to you like the national debt line, citizens advice, um, you know, so you can use that at university and beyond. Um, I just yeah, I think that intervention early on can really be um, make a significant difference. And just having that recognition that, you know, if you are struggling financially, you're not alone, um, especially as a student. Money is really, really tight. Um, you know, for a lot of students and, you know, people might look like they're <laughs> smashing the cash elsewhere, but you don't know what debt they're in. Um, you don't know the whole picture. Um, same, you know, after graduated university, you see people buying houses or getting a brand new car, but you have no idea if, 
you know that's their money or someone else's or um if they've got that car and finance so just focus on yourself really just you know be very in tune with your finances usually um I think there's like a middle ground so you can either completely ignore them or you can kind of be anxious about them and not understand a lot of the stuff but when you're a bit more clued up and you know what's happening I think that can give you a lot of confidence and be quite empowering to know that yes money is tight but I know how to to sort that out I know where to shop I know how to cut down on my bills and you know these are lifelong skills that are worth kind of nailing down whilst you're at university because they can save you a lot in the in the long run. I suppose that feeds into self-care and being a little bit more resilient and yeah definitely tips that's good I like that talked about bursaries is there any bursaries that students can apply and what are they I know certain students can apply for different bursaries could you just talk a little bit more about that um so the biggest bursary that we do at NTU is the NTU bursary um so if you have student finance um so there's a couple of eligibility criteria for for the n2 bursary so you have to have a household income of twenty five thousand pounds or less as assessed by student finance and there's a couple more criteria but it's stuff like you know you have to be an undergraduate student full-time from the uk um and i believe there's one more criteria um but if you look on the NTU bursary page, it will explain it all. Um, but that's £750 and that can make a huge difference. I mean, I think I could pay for my food for a year <laughs> on that much. Um, but basically, um, that's the main one. Um, you'd actually be so surprised how many students at NTU get the NTU bursary. Um, so don't be kind of embarrassed if you do get it. Um, I think a lot of people are quite quiet when they get you know, money for perhaps being from a low income household and almost embarrassed or ashamed about it. But I wouldn't be because chances are half people on your course are getting it. Um, and it's it's a really, really useful bit of money that can help you a lot. Um, so that's that's the main one. Um, you don't need to apply for that one. So if you're eligible, um, we'll write to you before the first payment in December um, and let you know if you're eligible for it. Um, there's a couple more bursaries. So there's a bursary for estranged students and for care leavers. So if that is you, um, you might be eligible for that one. Um, you check out the web for a bit more information on that specific to, to you. Um, and then we've got things like scholarships for um, asylum seekers and stuff like that. So it's just checking out the page and, and seeing what, what works for you, really. Oh, that's good. I'll, I'll drop those links in the description. Um, Eating on a budget, we we talked a little bit about this <laughs> yesterday in a podcast with with Nadine, and it is kind of a key one. And with the wonderful world of kind of ordering in, and yep, <laughs> um, it can cost more than the actual meal in itself. But it's easy to do, isn't it? And like you say, it's just easy to kind of book it and then get carried away, and it's kind of money down the drain, isn't it? Really, I suppose. Mm. Um, any tips around just being conscious around eating on a budget? or just I suppose utilising your money so it goes a lot further with food? Yeah um, so one tip um, so if you're new to Nottingham or you haven't done your grocery shop for yourself before perhaps you're an international student um, work out which supermarket near you is the cheapest because um, you know you can budget as much as you like but if you're not going to the cheapest place you know that's that's a really good way to to save quite a lot of money and basically get identical stuff um, so there's this website, I think it's called trolley.co.uk, where you can actually pop in your entire 
grocery shop and it will tell you what's the cheapest supermarket. So, for example, if you're an international student, you've never been to the UK before and you don't know which supermarket is the cheapest. Perhaps you've got a Sainsbury's local right next to your student accommodation, which is twice the price of anywhere else. You, you might not know that's really expensive. Um, so it's a really good thing to do is, you know, you look on trolley and it'll actually tell you which supermarket nearby is is the cheapest. And then you can weigh up whether it's worth going there. So it might be that you've got to catch a bus to get there, but you save 10 quid and the bus costs two. Um, so that's that's a good one to, to start with for saving money. Um, you know, going on to food waste, like people waste so much food. Um, I've done it before, you know, I've, I've got some food in the fridge, but you know, I kind of fancy a, a Chinese. I don't want to. I don't want to cook. Um, so one thing I like to do is I like to plan out my meals for the week on a Sunday before I do my weekly shop. Mm -hmm. So I don't just go shopping and think, oh yeah, that looks nice. I'll have that. You know, or I'll get that ingredient, not knowing what it's actually going to go into as a meal. Because you know, if I buy ingredients here and there without thinking about the meal. I'll probably end up going to my corner shop to buy the rest of it when I decide to cook it or I won't cook it at all and I'll mm. order a takeaway. Um, so I will actually plan out my meal for the entire week. I know some people at university that used to eat, you know, they'd cook something and eat it the entire week. So they'd make a spaghetti bolognese or a curry and they'd eat it every day. I can't do that. Um, so the freezer is your friend, um, you know, so you can make a big dish either share it with your housemates or freeze it in portions and then when you're really tired you've got back from uni maybe you've done some football or something you can just whack that in the microwave and you know have your own curry instead of ordering something um in that's 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 the best tip um and just learning to cook in the first place um i don't think i know how fortunate i was when i went to uni um i loved cooking so um it's kind of second nature to me <laughs> But, you know, just learn to cook. If there's someone in your house that knows how to cook, make them your friend um, and and learn. <laughs> that, that one came up yesterday, which is just a simple one, but obviously effective, isn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, I was that person. But, you know, I, I, I gave a lot of a lot of advice. And, yeah. you know, there's so many easy recipes out there that, you know, don't break the bank. And, you know, even even stuff like people eat meat every day and that meat is really expensive so you know if you can have a couple of vegetarian dishes or vegan dishes throughout the week you could probably save a bit of money there if you wanted to and it it could be healthier and it opens you up to a kind of whole new repertoire of stuff stuff to try uh, that's, that's really good I like that and, and it can be effective can't it with your budget but you can still eat just as healthily and well without spending too much so oh, yeah definitely yeah um, I suppose when we touched on, touched on um, hardship, I suppose it, it could be quite easy to go to bank loans and overdrafts. And is there any kind of things to look out for if if that direction is took? Um, I mean, I think when you're going to take out a, a loan or any type of credit, just think about how you're actually going to get out of it. Um, so, for example, if you get, you know, if you're getting a maintenance loan and you know that the autumn term you've got to buy so much stuff for your flat you've got to pay to you know travel home for christmas and you just know you know you've tried everything else it's not going to work you know that you need an extra 500 quid to make ends meet but perhaps in term two you know you've got 500 quid to spare you know that might be a time where you need to borrow money um so you know if you're eligible for a student overdraft 
you know, first years, you know, most banks will give you about a thousand pounds. That could be a really valuable tool when you know the money is going to be coming back in. You've got you've got that exit plan, haven't you? <laughs> Before you even take out the debt, you know how you're going to pay it off. Where the problems occur is when you're taking that debt and you don't know how you're going to get rid of it. Um, and you can always kind of get into a rut of being used to having that debt. But don't forget, when you leave university, things like a student overdraft, you're going to have to pay them back. Um, they're going to the banks are going to start reducing that amount that's available to you. And I didn't realise this when I was you know, applying for mortgages, but your student overdraft will actually affect your credit score, which I didn't think it did because it had, you know, zero percent interest. I didn't I didn't seem to think that would affect my credit score but you know the credit referencing agencies things like Experian can see that you're using your overdraft as a student and they will look at that you know later along the line so um the ease that you know the less you can be in debt the better really but um I appreciate that you know some of the terms can be really really long and there's there's things that will come up you know you might break your phone and it's 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 not something that's good, but just try and seek out the lowest interest rate you can, borrow the least amount you can, um, and then just try and work out a way that you're going to get out of it as soon as possible. There's some really good advice there. So thanks, Isabel. Um, hope you found that useful. And yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I think it's so key to talk about finances because it's such an important topic. So that's great. So I hope you found that useful. I'll drop um, links in the description. So yeah, thank you very much.